Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome in to the Triple Option here on 365 Sports. Paul Catalina and Mr. Monday, Chris Allman. That's not a nickname that's going to stick. A, a case of the Mondays is good for us because that means we have Chris Allman in studio. Oh, man. Here on the triple option. Can't say stuff like that. <laughs> I believe you get your A kicked for saying something like that. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but, A little office space right off the top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we have got uh, the first full weekend of college football, not like a little partial. Like, this is the main course. Yeah. We got the, the amuse-bouche <laughs> in week zero, the appetizer course, the salad. I hate that the camera can't see your hands doing this when you say amuse-bouche. <laughs> the amuse-bouche, <laughs> the little, you know, ah. So that, that's what so they got. Italian. <laughs> ah, so. Wait, is that French? Yeah, I don't know. It's a little, yeah. Ita- a little Ita- Italian. Italians. All right. Yeah. But they, uh, but yeah, this week we get, you know, everybody's playing now. We have huge games uh, I'll just get right into it. Yeah. Um, Garrett. Delaware Stony Brook. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Garrett and I, uh, we've moved past it, but my guys put an absolute <laughs> beating on his guys last night. A beating. A. Is there tension with you guys in, in game? W- there was a little at the beginning. I mean, like, we wait until, we wait until, like, the game kind of finds its natural rhythm to, speak to one another, and then we don't do it that much okay. out of respect for one another. Because you're professionals. Yes, we're professionals. Yeah. Uh, and look, the, the world's going to keep on spinning no matter what happens. That's true. Although mine spins a little faster than his today. It That's it. <laughs> That's just the sun's a little bit brighter on your side of the world. Yeah, today. just how it is. But it was, uh, it was, unbe- that was unbelievable. I think there are a couple things that the whole college football world's going to be talking about this week. Obviously, Florida State beating LSU mm-hmm. the way they did, the way that second half was. Uh, and then, of course, Deion Sanders rolling into Fort Worth and the debut that that team full of 80 new guys or yeah. whatever it is had uh, was really interesting. And I've been thinking about that game a lot because that's really the only game of the weekend I was able to watch start to finish. Mm-hmm. So we, whenever you're ready, we can get to that. But yeah. I know we want to do Florida State yeah, LSU. I, by the way, I didn't get to watch the entire second quarter of the game because I lost power in the very minor thunderstorm we had last night. Really? Yes, for an hour and change. Like until from the second quarter until halftime. Doesn't take much here in our lovely city to no. knock out the or, power, or, does it? Or our state. That's true. I can give people watching from around the country, when you say, like, man, Texas got it going on. They got uh, their own grid. No, we don't. We don't have it going on. You worked that voice in that I, I wanted. Did. You, you wanted me to? Before the show. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, like 30 or 40 years ago, the state of Texas, we're going to have our own grid. We're going to be independent. 
We don't need anybody. And they said, this is going to be a great idea for us because we're Texas and we can figure it out. Sure. And then they didn't really finish it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just they may, may have erred along they, the way a they, little bit. Yeah, they made the most basic thing they could. Anyway, so I lost power for a little while last night. Okay. Um, and so I'm having a watch on uh, – I couldn't even get it. My phone was just not loading it. And then Amanda, my wife, finally was like, here, watch it. I felt like – honestly – I felt like a seven-year-old at the doctor's <laughs> office. <laughs> like your your mom has an appointment and you just have to sit there and she was like, here, watch yeah. this. Fine, just shut up. Here's the phone. If she could have, like the only way I could have felt like more immature or like a baby, if she had handed me a bag of Cheerios. Yeah, which by the way, uh, Quick parenting tip, if the time ever comes. Every parent has a hot take that they're not going to let their kids use electronics. Mm -hmm. And then the minute it hits the fan at the Red Lobster, yeah, they've <laughs> definitely given their kid the phone. So just know it's okay when you do. Yeah. So, so I was able to watch, you know, it's Labor Day, it's family time. So we had movie night going and Florida State LSU on yeah. the phone. So I was able to watch most of it. It really didn't seem like LSU was – they were in that game score-wise, but it really felt more like Florida State was kind of shooting themselves in the foot. And when they, they stopped they the second were, half, it changed. Yeah, they were um, – you know, the penalties and the, like – and here's, here's where I think, you know, Mike Norvell doesn't get enough credit. Uh, he really – and it's because of people like me early on in his career who were – you lost to Jacksonville State, how could you do this? Oh, yeah. But uh, they had five penalties for 53 yards in the first – quarter yeah like before before you went to like the 11th commercial break which is not a lot in college football by the way <laughs> but before you went to that you know at the end of the second first quarter at seven to seven they'd already committed five penalties two personal fouls and a pass interference among them um one of the personal like the the offensive pass interference i thought was a little bit ticky tack but again whatever like you commit two personal fouls like you know what are you doing and then and then and then after that, they only had two more penalties for the rest of the game. Yeah. So they cleaned that, like they got over their emotions and cleaned that up. They really, and I kind of felt this watching in the second quarter, FSU needed to get in the locker room, not because the whole second half adjustments thing, all that. They just needed to calm down. Yeah. Like once they calmed down and they were able to like execute their game plan, then then it got real. Yeah. And the like that entire team. Is out of the transfer portal. Jordan Travis is at Louisville. Johnny Wilson was Arizona State. Uh, the whole offensive line, pretty much, save for yeah. I think one guy, was somewhere else. Keon Coleman from Michigan State. Trey Benson came from uh, Oregon. You know, so like the, all the the starters and all. Jaheim Bell's from South Carolina. Uh, the other tight end, Kyle Morlock, is from some little tiny school and hit a growth spurt. You know, yeah. And then you go to defense. Braden Fisk is from Western Michigan. Uh, Jared Versus from Albany. I mean, like they're Everybody from there, this Central Cypress, Virginia, yeah. they are full of transfers. He has shortcutted this thing to relevance in a way that, like, I don't think people have quite understood. Because Lane Kiffin kind of jumped out in front of people and said he's the portal king. Well, Lane, if you're the portal king, then Mike Norvell might be the portal god. Yeah. Because he is, he is hitting on almost everybody he goes and grabs out of there. Yeah. Kiffin is, he's a spare. I think, I think that in our little world where we're at, like right here between the Florida State LSU game, between the Colorado TCU game, between the Baylor-Texas State game, the winner of the weekend was the transfer portal. 
Yeah. Like that was the winner of the weekend. I don't think that's, that's not like news to anyone that like, oh, wow, this thing works. But you're right in that Mike Norville has, he has got a team full of transfers that there aren't question marks about. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like with Colorado, there's still question marks, but with Florida state, like that team last night, and I'm, I can be prone to hyperbole, but they looked like some Florida State teams I've seen before a couple of decades yeah, ago. Yeah, really did, really did. And, look, LSU made some mistakes coaching-wise. Uh, I mean, Garrett might just shout out loud, but <laughs> Harold Perkins. Harold Perkins, Garrett's on the mic yes. right now. Harold Perkins in coverage doesn't make sense. Now, one day he might learn it and do really well with it because he's a superb athlete, but right now – he needs to be a quarterback-seeking missile. That's what he needs to be. He had a career high of pass coverages last night. I believe it was 28, and he only rushed the passer like seven times, okay? That is not yeah, his – Yeah, flip that. Yeah, flip that. Yeah, that is not his strong suit, man. You cut him loose. You bring up a great point. He's the second coming of Micah Parsons. Let him be a howitzer, dude. Let him go at people. They completely neglected that last night. Yeah. So let me, But let me ask from a coaching perspective – are there things Florida State is doing to force that? Well, it's not necessarily an LSU coaching issue. I mean, it's a little bit. I th I think I think the biggest thing was is that especially early in the game, they really made LSU think that they were going to throw to Jaheim Bell a lot. I think which they did at the end of the game. Which at the end of the game. Um, the reason they did was because Harold Perkins wasn't over there. So, because they were like, well, we got to send sure, yeah. him now. Yeah. But they, they've got to flip that ratio. They, they really do. Having him in coverage and covering your tight end is fine. But yeah, I think part of that was forced. Like Mike Norvell and staff really, really figured out what they were going to do. Yeah. And yeah, once they got out of their own way, honestly, quit committing penalties. Yeah. They, Florida State just rolled. LSU, though. I mean, I don't think any differently of LSU this morning than I did before the game yesterday other than, yeah, I mean, Florida State's probably is better. Like, that's the only thing I know. And that Florida State's a little bit better than them than I thought. And the score, 45-24, and LSU's last touchdown was, you know, in garbage time. Right. But I still think part of that was the last – FSU didn't really need to score those last two touchdowns. They kind of already – they'd already put the dagger in the heart. And they, they, just, they just absolutely wanted to send a statement to the rest of the country. I'm glad they did that. I was happy that he did that. Like if, if LSU was in that position, Brian Kelly needs to do that because you're looking, to me, you're looking at it from it's a four-team playoff. You leave no margin of error. You leave no excuses at the end. Separate the score as far as possible. It was kind of counterintuitive to what we saw last year with Georgia and how they beat Oregon, just not to that level of it. Yeah, I, I think also because the SEC is just in so many people's minds, when you get a shot to beat an SEC team, you really have to you really have to send that message. Yeah. I was actually I was gonna ask if we're already and maybe this is naivety on my part, but in week one, we are in the beauty pageant phase of this where how you win matters. And so scoring those last couple matters. Yeah. But can I ask as a cynical college football person? Does this really even affect LSU in the grand scheme of things? If, I mean, this is going to be a. I mean, they got to win. If they, they win, if they don't, if they don't lose again, then no, because they're going to win the SEC. But their margin of error has dropped considerably. Yeah, and they, they look. They're in the SEC West. They still have to play Alabama. Sure. They, they still have to play a and M, which uh, even that game has started to make no sense. 
Like the good team loses in that one sure. all the time now, or you know, it just could be twelve overtimes. Yeah, it just started to make no sense. So you've got Alabama, A and M, Ole Miss on your schedule. Ole Miss, like yeah. you know, like you've got those those teams to to deal with. So I guess my I guess my cynicism creeps in a little bit that I look at it and I think there there's going to be like the SEC champs always getting in and rightfully so. Yeah, but then they're gonna. The cynic in me says, well, they're going to try to figure out another way. So I'm already sitting here thinking that in early December, you know, we're hearing, well, you know, that Florida State loss was really quality. And even though they didn't win the SEC, they should get in anyway. And so I don't want to say, I don't want to look at week one and go, it doesn't matter because it does matter. But I also, I understand if LSU fan is frustrated this morning. They would have to like not win the SEC by only losing to Georgia. Like in yeah, they the have to win the in, West. They have to win the West, undefeated win the West, and then only lose to Georgia yeah. for that to even be a thing. And then you'd have to hope that, you know, the Big Ten doesn't have a one-loss Ohio State and an undefeated yeah. Michigan. You know, things like that. You know, that the Pac- look, if the Pac-12 has an undefeated team, we saw how well they played. They haven't lost all year. They have, they're <laughs> 13-0 right now because USC's played twice. So they are 13-0, yeah. and, and they have not – they're not. They've not looked back yet. Like they have not. The only one that's even had trouble, honestly, uh, I think, and I could be wrong here, was TCU or Colorado because they played TCU. Yeah. And that um, that game, we can transition to that right now. That game was. I remember. I heard people like doubting Deion Sanders and saying, "Well, he did it. Jackson State's a different thing." And I thought, like, man, this guy's been successful at. Almost everything he's ever done, yeah. Save for this, like prime prep high school he tried to do, yeah. But he also had a music career that wasn't stellar, yeah. But, but you you remember it? But must be the money's a good, yeah, song. exactly, yeah. So, you know, he's he's done a lot of things and been very successful at it. And the one thing he knows more than all of those things that aren't football is football, yeah. So you're going to tell me that, especially in this era where flash and attention and proving a point and you know being big and loud is the most important it's ever been that this guy isn't going to figure those things out and um still don't like his defensive coordinator hire but that's just because he was not good when he was at FSU (laughs) uh but there are things like again Doubt him at your peril, and I just thought it would take him a little bit longer to get that statement win because not because the guys he brought in weren't good, but to get players to play together takes time. Yes, and I I think that granted TCU made made some mis- big mistakes at crucial times. I mean, two interceptions in the red zone. Uh, or kill a Travis Hunter one still was just the most amazing play. That kid, that he's kid needs really his own good. Hour. Yeah, so he was. I mean, everything worked out for Colorado. Their defense struggled against TCU because TCU is also really good. Yeah, but there are things you know. It was mentioned before the game, and I didn't even know this. I just read it afterwards. But when Kendall Bryles was at Florida State and Dion was dead set on sending his kids to go play for Willie Taggart before Willie got fired, um, Kendall didn't really treat Shadur very well when that was going on. So, you know, while Kendall wasn't really the problem, uh, he did light a fire under the quarterback and the head coach. Yeah. So, you know, all those things, like, 
Again, doubt Deion's continue to doubt Deion Sanders at your peril. I was always like, man, I can't. My whole thing about Deion coaching was I can't wait to see how this works out. And yeah, I don't. Uh, I feel like I don't want to be. I want to give credit where credit is due, but also I don't think it's wrong to. Maybe it's not even doubt. I don't think it was wrong to wonder if he's going to be good at this level. I think yeah. there was a healthy curiosity. Yeah. And I think you can look at it and say, here's objectively what's true. It's his first game head coaching in a Power 5 conference. It's against a team that went to the National Championship game last year. He's got 53 new players or I, mean, more. I think it's 80 when okay. you get all set. Maybe Texas State had 53. I yeah. may be getting Texas, my numbers yeah. wrong. I think it's okay to say, we'll see. Yeah. But nobody was like, Dion can't coach. Dion doesn't know what he's doing. I don't think anybody looks at Shadur Sanders or Travis Hunter and thinks, oh, these guys can't play at that level. So I think it was okay to have a healthy cynicism that he was just going to go out there and smoke TCU. And they didn't, right? They won by three. Five, three-point game. Yeah. But I don't, it affirmed a lot of things like you just said. We know Dion can coach. We know he knows football. They can still go 1-11. They can still yeah. go 6-6. Six and six. The bloom can come off the rose, yeah. but – Look, they still got to play. You know, you got to play Nebraska this week, which I think is kind of works out in their favor because Nebraska's yeah, Nebraska's rebuild is in a different spot. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, I hope that they find a way to maintain that rivalry uh, yeah. going forward. Yeah, I, but they they have USC Oregon coming up. You know, like those those school like pretty much back to back. Yeah. you know that they they're going to have some tough goes. And look, if you're going to tell me, you know, Lincoln Riley versus. Deion Sanders, I mean, that game's going to be in the 50s. Yeah. For sure. You know, we, we already saw, like, the, the preview of how that's going to be with the TCU thing. So that's going to be a shootout. It's absolutely going to be a shootout. Uh, the other thing I think is that everybody in the Big 12 that was super excited that Colorado was coming is like, well, maybe the Pac-12 should have stayed together. That uh, – Yeah. Because – and here's the thing I thought about it from a Big 12 perspective. From the Big 12 perspective, there's nobody who owns this league. Right. anymore right. once texas and oklahoma leave it's all new real estate there are teams that have won it mm -hmm. there are teams that have competed for it uh and one of those teams that has competed for it it's coming back in colorado right, right. you know they've had some good runs uh, and there are going to be the talk of the college football until Deion sanders takes a different job so it's great news all the way around for the big 12 except for the fact that you've got a guy who's probably going to hit the ground running in a way that Sure. We haven't seen before. Well, this is kind of a tangential question, but doesn't it – it puts a very unique pressure on coaches because it now has to be about far more than your X's and O's and your ability – like, you have to be – Dave Aranda is a phenomenal football coach, but w when Colorado and Baylor are trying to lure someone, the same kid from the portal, charisma is going to matter, right? Like, relatability is going to matter, and poor Coach Aranda – and. They couldn't well, be any more different. Well, you know, and here's the thing I also think, that in the NIL era, Dion's going to have a unique advantage because yeah. there's, there's nobody who can do this better than him, and there's only a few coaches that even have the kind of juice that would be close to his level. But if he just called up a shoe company or a, a soda pop company or whatever yeah. and said, I would like to be your sponsor, but here's part of my deal, I would like you to put – Instead of paying me five million, I would like you to also sponsor. You know, he can't really do that, but sure. like, you know, but there are no rules. Like, or, or but yeah, but if you also say like, if we sponsor Colorado, then if we you know get some of their athletes as NIL, then 
you know, that's going to get a lot of attention for our brand. Yeah. More so than, than if you sponsor, you know, say, Ole Miss or sure, somebody yeah. like that. Even that guy loves to get attention in Lane Kiffin, right? But he can't do it like Dion can. Right. Dion's a celebrity. We're a celebrity-driven culture, yeah. for better or for worse. You know, he might he might very well. And again, it's it's the Monday after, but he might very well be dramatically changing the game, right? Like yeah. we thought he could, and now he now all that did was fuel this idea that he might be dramatically changing things. But, again, major takeaway from the weekend is the guy can coach. Yeah. And dudes that can play can play anywhere. Yeah. And Sanders and Hunter, they are dudes well, that can play. And, and Hunter was the number one recruit sure, in the country. Yeah. And then – He's not a sleeper. And then followed Dion. Yeah. And that's what – like, when that happened, I remember thinking, like, oh, this is going to be a problem. Because yeah. – if Deion Sanders can tell a kid who – Travis Hunter wanted to go to FSU, he was going to FSU. If you can call up a kid and go, look, just come with me wherever I go. And the kid's like, well, I mean, no offense, but Deion Sanders. Sure, yeah. Like, that, that's going to be a problem. Now, he's going to change the game in and around himself and maybe some other places. But until there's another gigantic celebrity head coach that comes in that's like him, it's really only going to be because of Deion, right? Yeah. Um, I remember – the late, great Butch Henry and I had a debate about Brittany Griner one time when he said she's going to change women's basketball. And I'm well, no. I mean, she's going to change the game she's involved in. Yeah. But she's not going to change women's basketball because, like, they're just not making people with, built like her with her athletic skill set. Yeah, okay. So, like, you know, yes, she's changed this much. And, like, yes, we know that there's people out there like Brittany Griner, but it's not like there's an island – full of Dion's right. that you can just go and be like, Hey, uh, we would like a Dion please. And they're like, okay, here you go. Here's a Dion. Like the Oompa Loompas. That would you know, be a, it's not like it that. It would be a fun barroom conversation to try and theorize who's, who even could be the next guy like him. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't know that there's not one coaching anywhere right now. Like if Travis Kelsey wanted to be a college coach. Like, he would be a guy who, and he's not even near as famous as Dion, and he's yeah, super famous. Yeah. Like, would Patrick Mahomes want to do it? Or Tom, like, would Tom Brady want to be a college football head coach? Yeah, but even he doesn't have what Dion Exactly. Has. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, there's only one And Tom one Brady's, Dion. like, one of the coolest guys ever, and he's not even as cool as Dion. Man. Dion is the king of the sports world yeah. here on this Monday. This is, like, Tom Brady's won seven Super Bowls, but has he won a World Series? No. No. Wait, did Dion win one? Did I don't he think Dion won, won, was won he with one. the Braves. I don't and think he was there in '95 when they won it, but he did he hit was. 533 in the '92 World. Yeah, Series. we got to look that up. Where was Dion playing baseball in '95? Because I guess he was the Reds. Because he was with the Cowboys. Yeah, he might have been with the Reds. Might yeah. have been the Reds. Yeah, a little yeah. baseball talk there. Played a bunch of playoff games with the Braves, though. Yes, he did. Played a bunch of playoff games with them. Yes, he did. Scored a touchdown and had interception, or scored a touchdown and and hit a home run the same week. I'm telling you, the more you dig into that guy. There is no superlative that's too small for him. No. Like, he is – he's generational. Yeah. For sure. And I think there's probably younger guys that don't just know him as, like – I knew he was a big-time athlete. Like, no. Like, there was – there's one other guy like him that, like, honestly was better at baseball than him. Yeah. And, and was as good at football as mm -hmm. him uh, in Bo Jackson. But not, the, not as charismatic. Not as charismatic, no. Could Michael Irvin do what Dion's doing? Could Michael Irvin lure – I don't, think, I don't think that Michael Irvin has the amount of personal uh, discipline in his social life that Dion does. 
I Elaborate. Think, Tell um, me more. I, oh, I think we know. <laughs> but I think that that's what's gotten Michael Irvin in trouble. I think Dion, and like I might be de- giving Dion more credit than it deserves there, but I certainly think he has a little bit m- more than that. That's that's what. But you need a personality yeah, like Michael, Michael Irvin could if he had if he was a little bit better at those things. Yeah. In 1995, Dion was playing with the San Francisco Giants. He batted 280 and hit five home runs and stole eight bases. Dion yeah. was a Giant. I didn't know yeah. that until right now. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think the Giants are on the grid today, so maybe Dion can be my answer. Yeah. I'm stumped on the grid today. Yeah. I got I got super stumped yesterday. Yesterday was hard too. Yesterday was hard. It was hard. It was hard day. I don't think I even finished. I didn't I got, I got kind of distracted. If I can't get a perfect score, I just quit and pretend like there was no grid that day. <laughs> That's how I do it. You you know what kills me? On the, this is another tangent here. What kills me is when you go and go like, okay, who did? Who does fit this? And you hit it and you see like eleven names. You're like, well, I knew that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that, I knew that. I did find a mistake on the grid, but. Nobody cares. You don't want to be that guy. No, you don't want to be that guy. Be that guy. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this, especially upsets. The two biggest ones happened in the Big 12. Yeah, they did. The two biggest upsets happened in the Big 12. Well, the three biggest upsets happened in the Big 12. Yeah. TCU, which we've talked about, and then Texas Tech and Baylor. The fun belt in the Mountain West got a piece <laughs> of the Big 12. It got this up in there. <laughs> is the triple option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. Welcome back to the Triple Option. Emery Winter in the house. I'm trying to fact check Garrett. I'm really stumped by this Dion as a San Francisco Giant thing. I believe he was also on the Reds that year. I think he probably got traded or something. That might have been a deadline move. 52 games games for the Giants. So that would be, yeah, feels fits about the deadline, right? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's about the deadline. And then once, once the, team he was playing like he he was doing playing both do you remember the you remember the pizza hut commercial he did no with jerry jones so he and jerry jones did a pizza hut or a papa john's commercial okay uh, i don't i can't remember which i think it was pizza hut okay and jerry was like Dion, offense or defense <laughs> oh he's yeah. like both boss yeah because he was like stuffed crust or deep dish both, boss. Yeah. You know? And then baseball or football? Both. You know? And they just that was the commercial. Yeah, now I remember that. Yeah. Remember commercials? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Saw a lot of them college football this weekend. Oh gosh. All right, here's the free plug of the day, by the way. And even though Garrett uh, you know, doesn't like pimento cheese, I'll tell you this. Uh, Chick-fil-A, your college football sponsor. We'd very much like you to be a sponsor of our show. The honey pimento sandwich. Like, that is miraculous. It is one of the best things I've ever 
put in my food hole. I don't want to get crossways <laughs> with you so early in this professional relationship, but that sounds disgusting to me. Oh, if you're not a pimento cheese person, no, probably not, not. a big honey guy either. Oh, really? Like honey chicken biscuit. Isn't that one of the things they have? Yeah. Not a fan. Really? Yeah. I mean, I love me some Chick-fil-A, but yeah. so. What is your Chick-fil-A order? Oh, like it's just as many nuggets as Look, they'll give me. Okay. Nugget tray. No judgment. Like no one can judge you because again, Everyone would be the same way. The nugget tray is goaded for football and basketball afternoons. Yeah, just sitting at home watching thirty nuggets on a tray, sure. all the sauce. Okay, oh. but if 30, you had if you had a whole, you get a thirty tray, you can get a hundred tray. I'm pretty 100 sure. Hundred tray. Okay, if you had a okay. hundred nugget tray to yourself before anybody could have any. Okay, like the the rule is, we'll call it the Tony Loomer rule. Because you knew Tony. <laughs> Nobody knows Tony. He used to work with us at the radio station. Oh. And, he, and anytime anybody would bring in food, Tony would get like several passes at it before he even sure. told you it was there. Yeah. <laughs> so 100 nugget tray, Chick-fil-A. How much time do I have? As much as you want. In, in uh, I think I could probably eat 50 or 60 yeah. in, a, in a decent stretch. Like I don't think I could sit down in an hour. Like if you had like, a whole, like one of those like – like a barbecue, like where it's kind of like one of those all day things where you go like pool party at somebody's house. You're watching games. Yeah. You know, football Saturday. We're like, hey, come over. We're going to watch all three games. Yeah. We got a hundred nugget tray. This one just says Chris on it. You could do, you could, you could clear about half of them. Yeah. I think Grazing so. Grazing over half of them. Yeah. I think Jack, so. what do you think? A hundred nugget tray. Um, three games. Have, th- back to back I have to three back. Three games. Header. The triple header game day, hang at your buddy's house. The Jack's, nugget tray it's says not Jack. Be healthy, but I'm probably gonna hit at least seventy. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say Jack could hit hundred, and I've only known I Jack think I for eight days. I could finish it. Yeah, but I lately I've been trying to eat healthier, yeah. so I think I'd only be gunning. I'll just for say 70. like because you think about like noon kick or eleven o'clock here, yeah. but like noon we'll do east east coast times because that's what TV does. Okay. Noon three thirty prime time game. You're gonna watch the the best three in a row. Okay, right. You start out with game day and you just move on into the rest of the day before bedtime. Hundred nugget tray that has your name on it all day long. I all day long. Hundred all day long. You get hundred all day long. You do hundred all day long. Right. Sun up to sundown. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Come on. That's e- easy. Emory yeah. Winter hundred nugget tray with Emory's name on it. In a game. In see? one game. In a Whoa. game. Oh, Chick-fil-A. Wait, 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 wait. This year, it's it's only getting easier for him. More commercials. I feel like game times are just going to end right. up going up. I mean, we've got these four-hour games going okay. here. Okay, here's the deal. We're going to have to have we're gonna have to have Chick-fil-A do this for us. We're going to have to see. The hard part in your hypothetical is me trying to explain to my eight-year-old that those are mine. Like, I, that, I, that I don't have any for her. Yeah. Sorry, babe. I only have a hundred. <laughs> we'll just have to get it. Get to have a, come here in the studio. We'll watch games all day long. Okay. And we'll do the thing. We'll, we'll just hit, go and see. Paul, find me a free Saturday then. We'll, we'll, do, we'll figure it out. I did 24 on Saturday just at lunch with my kids. So that's a, that's a quarter of the way just at lunch. Okay. So there we go. All right. We'll figure it out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure this out. Is it time for a break? Did yeah. we just burn my, an entire segment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Uh, much like your stomach after you eat 100 of anything, upsets this weekend. Nice. <laughs> Segway. That's professional yeah. broadcasting right yeah. there, guys. <laughs> yeah. That was very – but – Honestly, Chick-fil-A, we'd like to do this challenge. Sure. We would, and I, yeah, and just bring me, bring me a couple sandwiches. I'm yeah. fine. Although I, I, I love the nuggets as well, but I'm not going to pretend yeah. like I can do I think do we got that. another half hour in this, if they can get here quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, all right. 
Baylor loses to Texas State. Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned in the last segment, a huge win for the transfer portal because that team is all transfers. Yeah. All transfers. And then Wyoming over Texas Tech in a game where, you know, that one, I'm sure they were a little nervous about Tech going into Wyoming's place. Yeah. You know, that's one of those things that'll get you. Those two-for-ones, which I think is what they did with Wyoming, yeah. where they get two Wyomings and they go – their place once. I think it's great. Like I, I wish more teams would do that because I think it's great for the fans of Wyoming to have a, yeah. a P5 team rolling in. Sure. And that, that place is football crazy. You saw it the other night. Um, yellow and brown jerseys, like the 75 Padres. Yeah. Uh, Those are cool uniforms. Yeah, exactly. Cool colors. Just they're, they're there and winning overtime. And Texas Tech, a team that was rolling on the hype train Right now, a little bit derailed. Now, look, they haven't gotten into the Big 12 season yet, and Joey McGuire has an opportunity to rally the troops, but I have a feeling that, that in Lubbock they were looking a little too forward to Bonex and the Ducks coming in this week and forgot that Wyoming was, was there until, until they were losing in the fourth quarter. Yes, which I think – I can't speak for the, the Texas Tech fan base – I think looking ahead, dropping a season opener to Wyoming is a forgivable sin. I do. I think that Coach McGuire has – he's not on thin ice. He's got capital built up there. Nobody likes when they lose. But, again, like – it's a look, Mike Norvell lost to Jacksonville State a couple years right. ago and then just did what he did last night. Like, right. The, football, the, the cycle spins a lot faster than it used to. Yes, it does. I, I think – Losing to Texas State is an a, unforgivable sin is a really harsh term when you're talking about that's a I don't hey, how do you bounce back from you, that? Year four for Dave Aranda, two years now removed from the Big Twelve title, you know, it, it like that stuff should not be happening. Yes. That should not be happening, especially when the schedule is is outside of who you play, they got eight home games. Right. Like that like to win the Big 12, I, I kind of theorize that Baylor needed to be 7-1 at home. And now yeah. the likelihood of that, of them going now 7-0 and at home and two of the home games coming up, just the next two of the next three home games yeah. are Utah this week and Texas in three weeks. Yeah, they're uh, – Or two weeks, whatever it is. That one felt like – I my brain constantly goes back to, like, precedent. Like, what, what, what I experienced – so my wife and I went to the game Saturday – what I experienced, what did that remind me of? In my freshman year in college, I was at Blinn wanting to go to Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. And that was near the end of the RC era. And mm -hmm. they lost to Southwestern Louisiana early in the season. Mm -hmm. And that was like, you know, it was already at the times there were rumblings about RC maybe being past his prime. Well, I mean, then right after that, he won the Big 12. But yeah. Yes. No, no, no. Yeah. He did win the Big 12, what, 98? Yeah. But that... That loss to Southwestern Louisiana, that's what it felt like Saturday. Yeah, like, I, remember, man, look, I, remember, I remember that one. Yes. I do. I mean, growing up an Aggie fan, I remember sure, yeah. it well. Uh, I remember like seeing it on the bottom of the screen mm -hmm. and going, ESPN's got that wrong. Yeah, no, that's a mistake. They yeah, I mean, the game was on TV because not everything was on TV back then. Right. I was like, no, no, no. Well, that'll – Yeah, they'll, that'll, fix, they'll that. fix They'll fix that in the 11 o'clock They'll fix Sports that Center. when they're like, Herb, Herb, <laughs> come on, Herb. Chiron's wrong. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Oh, Herb, he's been here since the beginning. No, uh, yeah, no, it did, like, uh, I think R.C. Slocum, like, R.C. Slocum, when they transitioned out of the Southwest Conference to the Big 12, 
was probably a little bit overwhelmed. And a was really good back then. Yeah. Was a little, probably a little yeah. bit overwhelmed. And then all of a sudden, like, you have all these other coaches, like, you have to worry about. I think right. I think that's what ultimately got him. Yeah. And then uh, with Dave Aranda, I'm just kind of – I'm kind of perplexed about it. Like, it's – there are a lot of factors that have gone in that, I, like, I can see going on that I would need a whole, like, podcast alone to talk about yeah. that – through no fault of his own, I think has gotten kind of caught up in. Are there any of those you can hit briefly here? I would say that Baylor, and this is, I, I need more backstory on this. Baylor was not ready for NIL. They, they weren't ready for it. Okay. Which, in the transfer portal era, matters a lot because it can be kind of the swing thing, especially when you're, even if you're not, like, if you're not going to be an NFL player for sure, you kind of want to hit that, that transfer in, in cash when you can. Right. Um, there are schools that were very ready for it um, because SMU, SMU is going to do really well with NIL forever yeah. because all they have to do is, and all they've done, same with A&M, is like, you know, back in the 80s, this is what we did. Sure, yeah. Come in here, boy, let me show you. There was a game day just, sign that just, said. Just, like, yeah. like an old dusty thing and <laughs> blew off the dust of it. Like, here you go. Just up. Just update this with computer terms. Sherwood, <laughs> Sherwood Blunt's archives of yeah, exactly. all the things he did to recruit players. Yeah, exactly. Just go through all that. Um, that Baylor was not ready for that. That's not an excuse, but I do think it's wound them up. The reason that Texas State and Baylor can have that game is that I don't think Baylor's roster and Texas State's are really all that different right now. No, I and agree. That is, and part of that is like you've got this kind of going up and going down in circumstances. Um, T.J. Finley was at two – SEC schools, yeah. okay? He is not at Auburn right now, and maybe not in the SEC because maybe he's not an SEC quarterback, but he's right on the cusp of it. Yeah. And then because of how it all went down and the timing of when he rode all the way out with, with that until the kind of last possible moment, he's got to go someplace where he knows he's going to start. Well, that's probably Texas State. And their other quarterback, Malik Hornsby, is a transfer from Arkansas who would still be in the SEC and probably at Arkansas if he just played a different position. Really? So, I mean, yeah. like, th like, but those things have happened. Gary G.J. Kenny has been kind of on top of that, and yeah. he went and got guys. And I think Baylor and Tech's losses are different. Baylor, Me too, for sure. Baylor has gotten caught up in a like a roster turnover the last couple of years that has not been favorable to them. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the guys who were there that won the Big Twelve title are all for the most part gone. Um, there, I mean, there's some, but like the guys who are here now. Right couple years later are not we're not necessarily key players in that right in that run like Bryson Jackson TJ Franklin yeah those guys were but for the most part the stars are all gone right they're all the big mm -hmm. parts of that out the door then uh you throw that in the fact that like for a year they didn't really get in the transfer portal right except for a couple guys they haven't hit on some of those transfers that have been there yet um and then this year they got big in the transfer portal but because they I think they weren't as adept at maneuvering it. Sure. They got caught up in the washes where G.J. Kenny's just like, hey, um, the door is open. You yeah. can run to San Marcos. I will take you. Yeah. And because of that, that, that worked out for him. As where Tex seems to me as they were in a trap game, game one. Yeah. Because they, they were playing Oregon next week. They've got all this hype behind them. And even they're like the fans for sure looked past Wyoming, I'm I'm sure, oh, a thousand but percent. that can happen to the players as well. Yes, because the players, you know, walk around, listen to all that hype. Yeah, I think that's what kind of happened with them. I agree. The so you were there Saturday, 
working, correct? I, well, we, Gary and I watched it from here. That's right. I, you, I, sorry, you were here. Yeah. I just didn't know if you were up in the booth or if you were here. No, I, I, we, stayed, we stayed here. So this is, a, again. I, by a the way, I had a honey pimento chicken honey sandwich. Honey pimento chicken sandwich. Wow, I watched that game. Well. And it, and it not only made me uh, happy, you know, hunger-wise, I think it made me smarter. Chick-fil-A, it made me smarter. <laughs> well, I don't Please wanna, sponsor the show. I don't want to point at the scoreboard while I high step into the end zone here, but mm -hmm. my cousin married a former Baylor football player who gave us their club seats, mm -hmm. so I just ate from a buffet all night long. Yeah. So, candidly, I didn't really care one way or another whether Baylor won that game. <laughs> but you just, you just lost in a sea of mashed potatoes. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> Finley just scored on a 16-yard keeper? I think I saw more fajitas up there. Yeah. I think I'll sneak yeah. on up. Uh Dude, nothing will ruin the experience of a college game than the fans at a college game. So you mentioned guys who are here and who aren't here from the 21 mm -hmm. Big 12 Championship team. Blake Shapin is still here. Mm -hmm. I don't think I realized that he was such a lightning rod. I understand quarterback position is a lightning rod. Mm -hmm. But, dude, I was sitting around people, grown adults, that were screaming, you are trash, you've been trash for two years. I'm not a football expert, but am I misguided in that Blake Shapin was the least of their problems the other night? Oh, it's um, but he he got a little bit of like the 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 Charlie Brewer on him. Where yeah, I mean like there are things that Blake Shapin could have done better. Yeah, and Blake Shapin might be at the peak of his talent. We don't know, but like that's maybe like the worst thing that's going right now. But he was also given very little opportunities. I think here's what I think. I think people are all secretly afraid of offensive linemen. Because they're okay. big guys. Okay. And they think if they just say, hey, I mean, the offensive line stinks, yeah, he might not be able to, like, he may not be able to say, like, do anything about that on the field, but he can sure beat me up. Yeah. Uh, so okay. they don't say anything. And the court, plus the offensive line is five guys. Baylor's problem the other night, and the reason they lost that game, really had nothing to do with the skill positions. We oh. knew their secondary was going to struggle like, and have growing pains. A struggle would have been the strong word. I thought they were going to have growing pains. But what we did not expect was that Texas State would run right through on offense and defense the big guys up front. Baylor, Baylor had no answers up front on either side of the ball, uh, and that was the biggest surprise. Now, granted, they had four new starters uh, on the offensive line, and the one that came back, Gavin Byers, actually when they took him out of the lineup last year, when Khalil Keith came back, they played better. So, like, they're – um, there's a lot of questions with that offensive line for Baylor. Yeah. And I don't know how, how quickly you can get those solved when Utah's the team that you have to solve it against, who if Texas State can run through you, yeah. logic will tell you that Utah, one of the toughest defenses in the country, will do that to you Sure, as well. yeah. And I, I hate it. Like, look, I know that this is an independent thing, and you guys especially are media professionals, but – this is where we live. We we have people. I have people that I know and really like that work for the football hey, team. Nobody wants them to be bad. And I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's a lie. And I don't think we've ever like shied away from it. When things are better at Baylor, things are better for us. Yes. Like not that we're going to sit there and actively like. I'm not going to run down to the sideline and cheer them on. Right. Because that's not my job. Right. But I'm not going to deny. And this is the same case. And this is the the thing you ride in the sports media. And sometimes you become too much fan media. Yeah. But look. In the 90s, when the Bulls won six titles, like it was super good to be in sports media <laughs> yeah. in, in Chicago. Sure, yeah. You know, when, when in Boston, when anybody's winning a title, it's super good because 
everything is humming, yeah. you know? And if you're bad for too long, I mean, ask anybody who's got a Detroit Lions podcast. Like, they're <laughs> ju they're just now, like, starting to get some juice. Does that exist? But, yeah. All right. Locked on, I, I, locked on I, Lions? I've been, like, doing Cowboys <laughs> podcasts when I, when I did. Um, I've been on a couple of different Lions podcasts. <laughs> And it's like it's Dan Campbell right, into well, a pseudonym. And like, hey, right now they're excited because there's That's some true. actual juice. But believe me, like four years ago, like hopping on a Lions podcast yeah. or a Lions radio station, be like, hey, Cowboys are playing the Lions this week. We got Paul Catalina here. Uh, Locked on Lions daily podcast on the Detroit Lions. Matt Derry brings you a daily podcast Let's on your go. Detroit Lions in the are there NFL. Any photos? I've, I've, I was I was on that You've show. Been on that? Is there on any show. photos? Does he wear like a Scott Mitchell jersey? When he hosts, I pulled it, it up on Spotify. Uh, man. We had Scott Mitchell. Social media. We had Scott Mitchell on the show about three weeks ago. By the way, okay, yeah, he's, he's he, all my throwback you, references you, are landing. Utah color analyst, by the way. Yeah. So that's can weird. I can I hit two other things from the Baylor game from being there that I noticed? Number one, place was about seventy percent full. Mm -hmm. So not get it's hot. A lot on the visiting side, but on the home side, I mean, it wasn't packed out. It didn't feel just from the numbers like everybody was super jazzed about it being football season. The student section was surprisingly good at the start. Yes. Once they didn't have something to root for and cheer for, it fell apart. But yes. at the start, they were surprisingly good for yeah, Texas Yeah, the, the State. line was, was awesome, like the, the yellow-shirted kids. Um, and two, now I may be looking at this a little bit through the lens of having watched Texas State kind of dominate that game from start mm -hmm. to finish. But there was a, never a moment in that game where they thought they weren't going to win. When they came out of that tunnel – and then very quickly in that game, chirping. There's always talking going on, right? Every guy thinks he's the best guy on the field. But Texas State's receivers were nonstop chatter because they just yeah. flat thought and knew they were better than yeah. the guys that were guarding them. So it was very – it was jarring. Yeah. It was jarring to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was. And, and you know, the uh, the Big 12, again, like, they're – when you're talking about the biggest upsets of the week, they were all three of them. Yeah. And – uh, maybe maybe Fresno State beating Purdue, like that one uh, could have been. Don't hurt me, Paul. Yeah, sorry. Just rough weekend for Jack. Oh, I'm sorry. Really Jack. rough. Also, we'll get you, we'll Jack, get you some nuggets. Jack does a does a podcast, College Football Chaos, over on Crystal Ball College Football with Garrett and let his podcast host talk him into making a bad pick last night. So that's oh, did, a thing that did happened. Did you pick as well. LSU, Jack? I picked LSU not because of Garrett. But because of your co-host, Paul, on Thursday. Oh, because of Pierre? Yeah, I just didn't want to be the same as Pierre because oh. we would have we had the exact same picks, yeah. all five. So, yeah. Whoever loses the uh, pick em has to do a punishment, which is Garrett. He has to wear Alabama stuff this week. Oh, we have no. a different set of punishments, and that one's burned, and that one's the easy one. Yeah, we need to find the killing our way through the SEC shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, but yeah. That's, uh, yeah, the the uh, the TCU loss is – it's actually probably the easiest one of all of them. Not for TCU fans, but nobody's talking about TCU. Nobody's like, holy crap, what's wrong with TCU? No. You and I both are logical humans. We looked at, at Wyoming Tech and said, yeah, trap game, first game of the season. Yeah. The Texas Tech Baylor one is, is the one that stings yeah. the most, not even personally – it just it just it it le like it leaves a lot of questions. If you've got Utah this week, if you've yes. got Texas two games after that, if you got to go on the road to UCF to the bounce house in their first ever Big Twelve home game, I'm not even in October yet. Yeah, and I've got bigger questions than I had because I thought if Baylor could come out of September three and two, 
then that was going to be a good sign because Utah and Texas, I was never going to pick Baylor in those games. Yeah. And they could have won them. You know, I, I just didn't know. Right. But this is the least able I've been to wrap my arms around who Baylor's going to be. Yeah. And that's that's going to happen. What's happening at Baylor is going to happen to a lot of teams because of the way that rosters shuffle in and out mm-hmm. now so quickly. And if you see a team that hit on the right kind of roster shuffle right out of the gate, you know, it's like Colorado did, like, you know. Um, and where I'll compare Colorado, Texas State to what Florida State looks like right now is that it was a th- it's a, been a three-year process yeah. with them. You know, 21, 22, and now of building up this transfer portal and trying to get people to to make it. Like, Dion will have some of those growing pains mm-hmm. because that's just sports. Yeah. You know, somebody's going to be injured. You know, they are – they're okay up front on both sides, but they're not great. Yes. So somebody's going to be better than them, but they're like the gap sure. is is not as wide as anybody would have thought. Well, and two other quick things on on Colorado. I do think that seven eight games down the road, when there's seven eight games of film, it will be a little bit different. Sonny mm-hmm. Dyke said before the game it was the most anxious he had ever been. Well, he told us uh, on the when we had him on the show. Yeah, he didn't know really know what was coming. Yeah, right. And then two. Travis Hunter deserves everything everyone says about him today. It's going to be really hard to do that for 13 or 14 games and stay healthy and not stay fatigued or not get fatigued. And so I think a little bit of levity, like I don't think we should go ahead and, and get him fitted for rings. Yeah. At the same time, I don't think we need to start packing Coach Aranda's U-Haul. Yeah. Right? Like a lot can change after one week of the season. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's a lot, but it's – it's just, I mean, it's a wild week. Uh, and look, here's another thing. Um, we didn't mention North Carolina and South Carolina. Yeah. That's another ACC win over the SEC. And even though it was just 14 points, pretty emphatic that Spencer Rattler, who had a pretty good game outside of getting absolutely pummeled. Yeah. Uh, I think he got sacked eight times, nine times. Yeah, Carolina's defense was way better than I think anybody thought they were going to be. Yeah, Gene, Gene Chizik and uh, Mac, Mac Brown back to their old – Oh, five tricks. Wow. Yeah. Or oh, four. I don't know. When did Chiswick leave? Was, was he Chizik on the oh, five? I think Chiswick was their DC. Yeah. I think or he was oh, five. No, he was the oh, five. Muschamp. I think Muschamp took over for Chiswick okay. when Chiswick went to Iowa State. Okay. I get all before, of them before he went to Auburn. I don't know, whatever it was. But like, yeah, because Chiswick was at Auburn. I don't know. I, I got to get back to my timelines right when we come back we'll talk a little bit about we didn't get to talk about the acc and what they did yeah plus we got to look ahead to two really huge games this week one that's uh an own one team versus one and oh team in tech and oregon and bama and texas uh round two is this saturday Woo. that's coming up next this is the triple option on 365 sports if your business is like most you need things done quickly But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, metro ethernet, waves, dark fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable. 
so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. There we go. Sorry, I lost some monitors there for a second. Um, Chris thinks the Chick-fil-A segment is going to win an Emmy. Yeah, I'm it wondering, should. how do they vote a for sportsy, sports Emmys? A sportsy, a sports Emmy, do we get that for online segments? Jack told us we had nine minutes left to talk about college football, and we're still doing Chick-fil-A. Well, Sorry, look, Jack. we're just, we're, we've invented something here at Trademark, the 100 Nugget Challenge. <laughs> the 100 Nugget Challenge. <laughs> yeah. uh, which we'll try to, to do. Okay, so uh, this week... Texas and Bama, version two, verse, volume two. Volume two. Uh, Oregon Part and Texas two. Tech uh, in Lubbock, which Texas Tech fans will be extra lubed up for. And I, I mean, and then Dion, uh, Colorado, Nebraska, which we have probably the two biggest coaching hires. And yeah. Matt Rule, here's the thing about Matt Rule, would have been the biggest coaching hire. If not for Dion. If not the fact that Deion Sanders yeah. decided a couple of years ago, you know what I'd like to do and my true calling is to be a college head football to coach. To be a maker of men. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Like, let's just see, you know. And then when I brought it up, some people told me, like, that's a bad idea. Dia Dion. And then I said, oh, is it now? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Is there one if you if you just had one television set to watch those? Is there one particular that I, you're not I, missing? I, I, it would be Texas and Bama because last year's game swung on the fact that Quinn Ewers got hurt because Bama was not really playing that well. Right. It, it swung on the fact that Quinn Ewers got hurt and Bryce Young was Bryce Young, right? So yeah. Bryce Young became Bryce Young when he needed to be, uh, and then went on obviously to you know to be Bryce Young, yeah. you know, for the rest of you. But, like, they had the Heisman Trophy winner. The defending Heisman Trophy winner, he went and did some of those things, uh, and and they fought through and won that a, a very close game. This time it's in Tuscaloosa, a place that they don't lose, um, yeah. and a place that is really rowdy. But have you ever been there? Like, there's a bit of a point in the game where you're like, do these people care about what's going on? Or are they just so comfortable with their joy that they're just like, oh, yeah, oh, uh, did we did we fumble? Oh, that'll... <laughs> Yeah, no That'll get deal. taken care of. Don't that, worry about it. That, won't, that never no, happened. Don't, don't worry about it. Like, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. We're, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, I think the people of Bama are doing just fine. Yeah. And so, but yeah, we get to see, you know, Jalen Milrow, uh, who played really well against Middle Tennessee State, uh, which was not something you could have said for his other starts last year. You saw right. little glimpses of it, but he played well against Middle Tennessee State. I know that's not a big thing, but for him to play well, I think, yeah. for Alabama was a big deal, considering that they didn't name him the starter until – a couple of days before yeah. the, the game. Uh, and so you'll see that against the Texas defense. Quinn Ewers, can he throw them to a victory if he needs to against Bama? There's a lot of interesting questions there. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to conservatively, I think Alabama's going to beat them. I just can't be, and I don't have any, any like ax to grind with Texas at all. I just, I'm not going to be convinced that they are the Texas of old for a while. Yeah. Like, I think even if they beat Bama, like, I'm still not going to be convinced because they've had individual big wins once a year for the last decade. Yeah. You know? So I think, especially in Tuscaloosa, like, it could be a close game. And Saban's, what, 18 and two all time against mm -hmm. his old assistants? And the, the two are Kirby Smart or did he lose to Kiffin? No, uh, Jimbo beat him. So he's got to be more than 18 and two. 
if he's lost to Kirby, Jimbo, Lane. He hasn't lost to Lane. He hasn't. So maybe it is 18 and 2. Yeah. Maybe I'm just making stuff up, Paul. Yeah. Maybe I'm just grabbing numbers and yeah, saying. Yeah, Jimbo them. was the first one to get him, I think. Okay. And then and then Kirby got him. Okay. So it yeah. must be 18 and 2. Yeah. Okay. I I mean, I know this is not a pick segment, but there's nothing that makes me to me the one that I'm gonna want to watch is the Colorado-Nebraska game. Mm-hmm. Because I think Coach Rule's a really good coach. I think he has a plan. I don't think his plan is to rewrite the ship between week one and week two, right? They may regress a little bit before they're, they're better. But the bloom can come off the rose as far as public relations go for Colorado if they go lay an egg there. Yeah. Well, here's, here's one of the biggest differences, is that uh, Coach Rule's son is 16 years old, uh, and – he is not Shadur Sanders. So uh, that's a huge deal. Like, Deion had that ace in the hole, too. That's true. That he brought with him was – and it's all about the quarterback, right? He had a, he, he had a really good one that he, he, he literally made. Yeah. He, <laughs> he literally. Literally made him. part in making. <laughs> yeah. He is 50% of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was huge. Uh, and so – you know the and 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 again and Matt Rule's kid's not going to probably be the quarterback for for Nebraska. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I don't want to no. I don't want to shut out his whole future, but I don't think he's even yeah, planning. God on bless that. the rules. I don't know if quarterback yeah. genes are yeah. So that lineage. But at the end of it all, like it's going to be how much can he get that defense to look like it did against Minnesota last week and slow down a huge offense there. I We only have four minutes left, so we have to get in a little bit of realignment stuff okay. uh, because we didn't get to talk about the ACC, Stanford, right. Cal, and SMU going to the ACC for going a lot of money uh, for for nine years to do so, yeah. SMU all of it. But your thoughts as a an observer of college football on the new ACC? I love it as a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that if I want to drive up and watch Duke play and North Carolina mm-hmm. play in yeah. a couple of years, I can. I'm, I don't know the particulars of the deal. So SMU is not taking revenue for nine years. Yes. Are there any guarantees that the ACC is going to exist in nine years? Well, is they this- have a contract that exists at least that long. So okay. um, what they've done is, is they have staved off the fact that Florida State, Clemson, and North Carolina – will leave as soon as the lawyers and money people tell them to. Okay. So when the lawyers and money people tell them that they can leave and they find invitations other places, they have gotten to the point where if three schools leave, they're still at 15, ESPN can't renegotiate their deal. And even if that does happen, they would have time to, like, say, say Miami wanted to leave too. Like, if that happens, mm-hmm. Miami wants to leave too, and they can get that kind of money and lawyers going. The four teams leave. They can call up USF and be like, hey, you're in. Okay. You in like you're you know kind of uh, like George Clooney and Matt Damon and Ocean's Eleven like you're either in or you're out right now. Right now. Like, <laughs> so I don't know what do you what do you think about it because I feel like is there anybody nationally or regionally that you respect and read and listen to that's like looks at SMU and thinks great great move for them smart move I think for it's them. I think it is a smart move because what are, what are the way they're going to get in the power conferences what are the way right. they're going to get to do that otherwise there's no other way for them to do that to get into that point and so yeah it's a good move for them and it's going to be expensive but they've got the money it's not like yeah. they've got it they're willing to do it they're going to spend big and here's the other thing if you look at the ACC kind of like how the Big 12 was all right why is the Big 12 wide open right now because Oklahoma's leaving and Texas. Texas hasn't won it in a very long time, right. but those two schools are not going to be there. 
taking up a lot of the oxygen. Well, yeah. if the equivalent of that leaves the ACC, Florida State and Clemson, Florida State and Clemson, who have won it in football pretty much every year, save for a, a rando here and there yeah. since the 90s, mm -hmm. then that opens it up. And so if you're SMU and you're loading up NIL, and you're, you can recruit in Texas and Florida, and you've got all the things you want, shoot, I mean, Wake Forest has won this league. You know, the only thing that keeps Wake Forest from winning it twice is that there's a Clemson, right? Yeah. You know, winning it back-to-back -back years has been the, the Clemson exists, yeah. okay? So you take that out of the equation just in a numbers game. It doesn't even matter who it is. Like, that's going to help you win the league. So for schools like NC State that might be around or Louisville or all that that are, like, right there but need, you know, need more room, shoot. You know, yeah. like, it, they can do it. Now, Stanford and Cal – just need to be somewhere. and Yeah, that felt like a yeah. had-to-do-it thing. Absolutely. All right, well, it's 2 o'clock. That means the show's over. Okay. This has been very spirited. <laughs> Always is. Uh, there is there's sadly no show tomorrow. I'm going to tell everybody right now I've got to say goodbye to my best friend tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be a tough day, so we will not be on the air tomorrow. So um, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wednesday uh, is Stephen Wednesday, here? Stephen will be here. So People should uh, tune in for that. Yes, and I'll, I, uh, Stephen will help buoy my, my spirits. Yes, so, he will. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so no show tomorrow, but we're back on a Wednesday. Thanks for watching. Thanks to Jack, Garrett, Emery, Chris. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, yes. We will see you on Wednesday, everybody. Thanks a lot. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster.